Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, it's Locked On Texas Tech against the spread as we are picking the Big 12 and beyond getting ready for another college football weekend in West Texas. We'll discuss a matchup Texas Tech might have a chance at exploiting as they take on the Baylor Bears Saturday night from Jones Stadium here in Lubbock. And dead ahead, we'll get to what Baylor legend will have his guns up rooting for Tech this weekend and why. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through love. Glad to be back in the saddle with you on Locked On Texas Tech, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And today's episode brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On at underdogfantasy.com and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Appreciate you for always making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Subscribe if you have not yet. We are on the move toward the number 2,000. And we're covering ground, so be a part of the wave. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, fresh off of a conversation with Texas Tech head coach Joey McGuire as he does weekly on Thursday nights as you get set for another Red Raider football weekend in West Texas. And I know Coach McGuire's always amped, Chris, but was there any extra ampage maybe for this one, given all the things we've discussed this week as far as his past and the shared history with this program they're facing? I think so. Yeah, I mean, and you you can just kind of feel it. Um, you know, th- there was a lot more people in, in the restaurant last night, you know, just to, mm-hmm. at the show. And he's got a lot of family in town, all that stuff. But but I, I think I think it, it has as much to do with the opponent as much as it has to do with just night game, Patrick Mahomes, uh, and, and a hell of an opportunity, you know, to yep. kind of – push through and and really kind of give yourself a chance at the Big 12 championship game. And so that you, you just start sprinkling in all the ingredients and the soup tastes really good, man. And so you got to you got a chance and he's he, he's really fun to be around anyways. Yeah. But you could just tell he's really excited about his team's opportunity on Saturday night. And that that's what this stuff's all about, man. And that's what uh, that's what why we love this stuff so much is for for games like uh, this coming Saturday night. I know that each week fits this category in a coach's life, probably, but uh, thus far up to this point, the biggest game of his coaching career. I mean, he's in a spot he's never been because this is year one as a head coach in the Big 12. So each weekend is kind of a new big thing. Hey, Texas is in in town. Or, hey, here's just a top 25 opponent that's coming to town. Hey, here's one under the lights. Patrick Mahomes is coming to town. Oh, and it's your former employer. (laughs) (laughs) So it's as big of a stage or a setting, uh, I think, as he's probably been in individually as a coach. I get that it's just uh, game number eight. So certainly want to be mindful of that just as a tech football fan. But I'm glad you mentioned at the end there, you know, what's contributing to the buzz. Uh, You touched on the opportunity because I think a lot of that buzz just has to do with the fact that you think maybe – you could have a season above some average expectations, at least going back personally speaking this offseason. 
you got that opportunity. So there's a lot of excitement for a lot of different reasons. You know, one thing that I'm excited about, and I can't believe I'd even say this as we head into uh, the eighth game, but is this possibly going to be uh, as close to a, a healthy Texas Tech football team as we've seen in some time? How's that developing as we're getting closer to the weekend? Yeah, Kevin, I would tell you that really the, the only concern I've got from an injury standpoint that I, I, I just don't know, I think he's got a chance, but I just don't know if he'll be able to play is, is Monroe Mills at right tackle. It, but I, I think now here's what I don't know. I don't know how healthy and how be you know being able to hit the ground running will Miles Price, JJ Sparkman, Cameron Valdez, Tyler Owens, yeah. uh, and then Tyler Shuck. I think all those guys are should be good to go. I mean, Joey talked about that uh, on his show last night. Just those guys are available and ready to go and and all that, you know, but after missing some time and, and, and obviously each guy's a bit different on how much time they've missed. Uh, but bottom line is you, you have more, you know, bullets in, in your gun to fire now. And so I think it should be a lot of fun. And if you can keep everybody healthy, you, you have, you have a chance to make a run here, you know? And so, uh, because I, and of all those guys, I mean, Tyler Owens certainly excites me, but I, I really think Miles Price can be a bit of a difference maker down the Bingo. stretch, man. Yeah, that's Bingo. the guy. I mean, yeah. I'm tripping, Chris, that we're into this point in the year, and it's like he hadn't even got in, had a chance to get into a rhythm week to week yet. I mean, you've seen very, very little. He's had, had one real heavy lifting day, but yeah, I'm totally with you on that. And it feels, I mean, we haven't seen him. We haven't seen him play since Kansas State, and that feels <laughs> like it was a year ago uh in in some ways so it's it, he's been out for a minute now and so but i i think he was fairly close last week but just not quite right but i i think that you know so we'll, we'll see kind of what version of him uh that we get but he's just kind of the one guy man that i think but but having said that i think i think xavier uh white and nehemiah martinez have gotten better with him being out and and so hopefully that carries forward and, and now now you really you've got some quality depth and some more playmaking and and all those things because like you know J- joey talked about the last night about bryson donnell who we saw a glimpse of at the tail yeah. end of the game against west virginia cameron valdez being out has really helped bryson donnell with just more practice more opportunities this and that and he's made the most of them so uh, but I think healthiest, man, I think you nailed it, man, no doubt. And, and one quick story I thought was uh, fascinating about the show is that Josh Bookbinder coaches your inside linebackers. He, Josh Bookbinder, and as, as a matter of fact, he may he may be responsible for the best position group on the entire team to this point in the season, and that's your interior linebackers, yep. Sean Merriweather and Kosa Eldridge. Mm-hmm. Hard to beat that duo, man. That duo is salty. I mean, and they're both yep. playing the best football they've ever played. And Eldridge, by the way, I think is really trending upwards over the last few weeks. Yes, yeah. I mean, I former safety. I mean, he's just a great story. Well, his yeah. grandfather is Grant Taff. You recognize that name? Oh yeah, yeah. Grant Taff, longtime Baylor head coach, and and Bookbinders. That's his grandfather. And so, but he met his, Grant Taff met his wife, okay, in Lubbock, and she was a tech cheerleader, okay. Some Another synergy Lubbock connection, baby. Oh, yeah. Hey, all things run through Lubbock, like that's Joey right. says, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's right. Hey. That's right. And he told me, Coach Bookbinder told me, he said, Hey, man, I talk to my grandfather every day when I leave the office. And he tells me blood's thicker than water, even though he coached the Bears for many, many years. 
he'll be uh, he'll be wearing red and black on Saturday night. And I thought oh. that was that was awesome. Yes, absolutely. So oh, you like that Baylor yeah. fans in the there, audience? Yeah, there you go. So how about that? I thought that's that's pretty good stuff. Hot bowl of cold grandpa chili. Oh, they're going to love that one in Waco. Why not? We're the feel-good story of the year for crying out loud. Has anybody said it? Maybe not till now, but now I have. So run with it, right? We will circle back to some of what we've touched on there. Offensive line. Maybe those linebackers will factor into this conversation as well as we'll wrap up the program. Coming up in just a bit, I got a matchup question uh, for Chris as it relates to taking advantage of something offensively or maybe defensively uh, for the Red Raiders against Baylor Saturday night. We'll get to that coming up, but first up ahead, it is locked on Texas Tech against the spread. What have my YouTube animal attack video results told me this week in my pursuit of a winning record? Nay, 500. I forgot. I'm actually below 500 right now. Uh, I'll reveal that coming up in just a moment on Locked on Texas Tech. But first, it's Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up your college football weekend. They put in all the work to make the user experience unparalleled. You are the priority as you keep up with what you got going on fantasy-wise and your favorite team throughout the day. Uh, Chris, you, you got anything at the forefront of your mind when you're thinking about somebody that could be active from a fantasy standpoint in red and black, or pardon me, all black <laughs> coming up Saturday night. You know, the hardest part about pegging this thing down for Texas Tech from this standpoint is there's there's too many options and it's hard yeah. to so you know what? Baron Morton. That that's what Ooh, I tell you. Yeah, I like Bar it. Baron Morton. And if I was I don't know if I like this, but if you were like looking at it from a Baylor standpoint, I mean, I think really they go as Richard Reese goes. Yeah. So you know, I mean, they're they're, they're running back, but uh, but uh, yeah, from a tech standpoint, I, I'd tell you Baron Morton from a fantasy standpoint, absolutely. A pair of freshmen there. These teams are going to be counting on to carry a heavy load. So which one's able to do that may actually. Uh, Tell you which way it's going to go coming up on Saturday. As I mentioned, the game day experience is top notch, is in being easy to play all, all the while while keeping up with the Red Raiders there on Saturday. And all it takes is one single game to win cold hard cash. So, underdog fantasy is where you want to get to now. Underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with the promo code locked on, and underdog is going to double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. So, you deposit 100, you get 100 back for free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. Again, the promo code locked on. That's locked on at underdogfantasy.com. Glad to have you with us on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts and uh, check out the Lock on, Locked On Texas Tech, Locked On Baylor crossover. <laughs> Crossing it over. YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. As uh, we visited with Drake Toll of Locked On Baylor, getting ready for Red Raiders and Bears, and we're back to it. Uh, I got a question about a matchup and maybe something Tech can take advantage of uh, that I'll pose to Chris coming up to wrap up the program. But first, shake them up, shake them up, shake them up, shake them. Daddy needs new shoes. Locked on Texas Tech against the spread. It has been a character building 
first half of the season. I'll just speak for myself, Chris. I don't know about about you, but uh, I feel like I got a long way to go. I've learned to be humble in my approach uh, to making these picks, and I've also learned that if I just watch maybe uh, any available YouTube animal attack videos that features a mascot to gleam any information, I have as good of a chance as like watching game film and actually picking this accurately. So I'm feeling pretty good this week, my man. And we just did our Big 12 Power Rankings yesterday, and we kind of were talking about some clarity, right, as far as the hierarchy, at least as it stands now. So that should make this really easy for us if we know where these teams rank as to who's going to cover, who's going to do what. Oh, yeah, it's completely easy. We, we've just been acing it. You know, Ric Flair has a hard time holding his alligators down. You and I are holding That's down right. faux leather, faux, faux leather <laughs> to the ground with our with our shoes, man. That's it's, right. It's not, not necessarily been pretty. I'm just trying to, that tarantula trying to skin, get in, son. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get above 500, man. <laughs> yeah, trying to get above well, 500. Feeling good about our chances this week. We are right. uh, coming into it. Uh, pretty close together. We have not, we, I mean, we've been neck and neck for the most part, not exactly simpatico as far as the same number, but same neighborhood. Chris is eight, 12 and one. I am nine, 11 and one. Never forget. And we're hoping to move on with something, I don't know, above 500 this time around. Let's begin in the big 12 conference, Texas, Christian, West Virginia, Horn Frogs, top 10 team in the country, still feeling good about themselves. It's got to end. Doesn't it please God at some point. Minus seven and a half for the Frogs is the number, Chris. Uh, how do you like it with Texas Christian and, and a beaten up Mountaineers team uh, limping out of Lubbock? Yeah, I, I don't feel good about this pick at all because the West Virginia trip is a weird one. It's an early game. I think at some point TCU's luck runs out, okay? I, I just, however... I can't, I can't get that bad version of West Virginia out of my brain, and I know how. But they're also probably going to be back against the wall and kind of fighting for their head coach's job in some ways. And because if they get blown out here, man, it's going to get really ugly in uh, in, in Morgantown. But I just think TCU's faster. I think while it may be ugly and not very pretty, and they may just kind of limp to to it, and it may not be very easy on the eyes for TCU. I just think they have too much. Uh, but we'll we'll see how smart I look because this is a game, kind of a trap game kind of thing for TCU, man. They played all these ranked teams in a row, then they show up against a team on the road for this road trip they'll make, and they should blow West Virginia out. Because when you think about it, I mean, it's the seventh ranked team in the country, and they're favored by basically a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, does that does that not a bit odd to you? And and, and versus a team that just lost by thirty eight points. So, but I, I'm I'm going to take the frogs. I just think they're too fast, too talented. I think they'll figure it out at some point and win by more than seven and a half. You you really think even on the road that you're surprised by the seven and a half for a number seven ranked team? Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I just don't think. Uh, but but I, but I think it tells you how much parity is in the Big Twelve. Yeah. I also think it tells you that Vegas isn't just necessarily all in on TCU yet either. I mean, uh, so. I don't know, but that that that's what I mean. That, I'm, that's what I'm kind of leaning toward is is just kind of uh, I thought that spread would be closer to maybe nine or ten. So seven and a half, I'll, I'll take it. And uh, you know, Kendra Miller, Quentin Johnston. I mean, you know, they, they just have too much. I think so. Again, it may not be pretty, but I bet eventually uh, they pull away late. I'm going the other way. What was the sign that led me to this decision? <laughs> 
I hope out you're right, the, by the way. Out in the pasture. I know I do have your rooting interest actually yeah. with me, <laughs> yeah, which works yeah. against your pick. <laughs> so I, I did I did actually note that as well. Uh, I'm out in the pasture feeding beautiful, beautiful Waigu Angus Cross High Plains, Texas prime feeders. Got the pooch, the Doberman pup, Duke, running out, enjoying the morning, chasing God knows what in the grass. I don't know, but he's leaving me alone for a minute, so what do I care? Out getting his exercise. I noticed there's a scent from Duke. He's picking up something. He's picking up something. You know what he returns with? The carcass of a horned frog. I kid you not. Shriveled up, dead for God knows how long. <laughs> but my man Duke found it, and he brought it to me because he knew I was looking for the right pick here. He knew I was looking for the right pick. He said, here it is. This is the sign. It's West Virginia plus seven and a half. I'm going with the Mountaineers. Oklahoma. Iowa State, Chris, and a minus one <laughs> for the Zoners, which may be like a point total as well. <laughs> Anytime Iowa State's involved, because I mean, don't forget the Cyclones are still playing defense this year, but but it's just that point scoring thing that that's really been a a booger for them, right? <laughs> you, you you do have to score points to win games. Yeah, uh, this is a true story. Uh, yeah, what, what did I mention earlier in the week? I think they've lost. Four games in a row by a combined fourteen points. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, they, they just so this is what you're going to get is is strength on strength and weakness on weakness in this game. And so, to, to me, I, I just happen to think because I, mean, I think when Dylan Gabriel has been playing quarterback for Oklahoma, that they they've been lighting it up, man. I mean, they, they've been really explosive and wide open and all that. When he was missing, it was just like they 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 were a bit inept. I bet they scored just enough points to get this done, though, and because I think their talent on defense is good enough to. I mean, Iowa State's. I, I here's a secret about Iowa State. Okay, one, their their offense is not very good. They're really bad, and and this is surprising to me because I don't think many people talk about this. Iowa State is really bad on special teams. They figure out more ways to screw it up on special teams because Matt Campbell gets all this credit for all these things, building a program, and he and he has done that. They are not very good on special teams, and they figure out different ways to be bad on special teams all the time. And, and you know, they could have beaten Kansas, and they would have had their first Big 12 win if they had a kicker. Uh, they screwed up on returns. They've muffed some some punts and things like that. It, so I, I just – I like Dylan Gabriel at quarterback just enough to, to win an ugly one uh, there in Ames, but – they're going to grow that grass up high. It's going to be a slower track. It's going to be kind of chilly <laughs> in Ames. It's one of the only natural grass fields in the league. But I, but I'm going to take the Sooners coming off because both these teams are coming off of bye week. But uh, I, I, I feel like I'll take Oklahoma in an ugly one uh, close. Yeah, uh, I hate to be in agreement. It just doesn't make it quite as fun or as interesting. But <laughs> I got to roll with the Sooners here as well. And it was mostly because I'm thinking about where's the sign here. And it's it's Matt Campbell's hat. Uh, this, I mean, just terrible look. He's still rocking. Surprised he doesn't have like a fish hook or like a crucifixion oh, nail or something like that it. stuck in yes, the rim. With the hook Reminds there. me, Chris, yes. of my guy, uh, Vincent Shalon, District 238 golf meet out at Hillcrest Country Club once upon a time. We're in high school. And my guy, Vincent, and myself, we're just brought to this because this is the tournament where you bring everyone. So we finally got to, to miss some school and go to a golf tournament. Uh, one of the oldest school football coaches in the history of Littlefield, uh, Bill uh, Elliott, was also the golf coach, old school guy. My guy, Vincent Shalon, shows up to the District 2-3A meet uh, at the range with a curved cap out of which he had cut the shark tooth design 
all the way around. You familiar? You remember the shark tooth? Oh, shark yeah. tooth design all the way around. Pair of Jinkos as he's out there warming up, looking like a wizard floating above the ground because, of course, nobody can see his feet. Uh, Coach Elliott comes out there. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Shalon <laughs> gets him a cap from the pro shop, makes him wear the high rise with the braid before it was cool, before it was ironic, like kids wear them now. And my man had a look going for all 18 that day with the Jinkos. And the, but that cap was not good enough for Bill Elliott, who told me the, the truest of truths one time in a Thursday night pre-football hype-up prayer meeting when we are expected to welcome in the Dimmit Bobcats and just beat their lips off. They're so bad. And he said, no matter what the spread is, you remember this, boys, there ain't no free lunch. And he was right about that. Matt Campbell, the bell tolls for thee. Straighten the brim out. You ain't got to go rob deer deck, but crying out loud, your forehead is suffocating, <laughs> my friend. It's Oklahoma all the way. We're simpatico here. That was my data and methodology there for those who are interested. Number nine, Oklahoma State. Number 22, K-State. Chris, this one is really interesting to me because it just, again, kind of feels like you want to give Kansas State some benefit of the doubt because over the years as a program, they earn that kind of thing, and you never say they're dead, right? So back in the top 25, slight favorite here at one and a half, Cowboys and Purple Wildcats. How are you seeing it? I want to give Kansas State some credit, uh, but you know when, when you're not truthful with me about your quarterback injuries and the health of your team <laughs> prior to the game last week, uh, you know what? Screw you, Chris Kleiman. I'm I'm going with the mullet man here, man. And and I get a point and a half. I just I I think this is this game could go either way. There's no doubt. We could see we could see in any different version of Kansas State here. If Adrian Martinez plays and plays like he was a couple weeks ago, look out. They're going to be a handful. But if he's if he's like either compromised or or not healthy or doesn't play, I, I just think Oklahoma State's a bit better. And Oklahoma State's got some injuries too. But I mean, K Kansas State was beat up uh, against TCU, and not just at QB. Deuce Vaughn was kind of rumored to be kind of dinged up. There were some injuries on defense. So I, I don't know what to think about this game. But this is this is a game right here. You mentioned hierarchy and all those things. This really kind of. Yeah determines who who remains as a contender and then who kind of drops back to where kind of the Red Raiders and the Bears are to, okay, well, we can't we, – we've lost our margin for error. you got to kind of win out and all those things. But I'm going to take Oklahoma State, getting a point and a half, and go with the uh, Mike Gundy and crew in, in a close one again. I think this will be a really close one. I just I just think they're kind of – they're figuring out ways to win right now. And I don't, I don't trust because I have no idea. I think we're going in blind on Kansas State right now with – who's going to play quarterback and game time decision, all this business. So without knowing any of that, I'll, I'll take Spencer Sanders and crew. I've got to start giving my picks first because once I say them out loud, I'm man enough to stick to them, but damn, you make such great points whenever you go before me, <laughs> but I have Kansas state written down. So I'm sticking with the purple wildcats minus one and a half. I could find no animal attack videos, wildcats on Cowboys, so I'm working blind, man. I am flying blind. I've got no data, no methodology on this. It's a total toss-up, but I'm riding with the Purple Wildcats. Chris is going to go with the Pokes. One and a half the number there. All right, outside of the Big 12 Conference for now, but soon to be uh, inside future conference matchup. 20th-ranked Cincinnati Bearcats going down to the Sunshine State. Central Florida is a slight favorite here. Golden Knights minus one and a half. Or the Bearcats, Chris, who do you like? 
Yeah, so Cincinnati graduated a bunch last year. They were a playoff team and all those things. I, I, I think, you know, Central Florida is averaging 37 points a game. Uh, you know, Cincinnati just barely beat SMU last week. They committed 14 penalties in this game. They trailed by, I think, 15 points late in the game. And Orlando, this place is apparently, uh, by all accounts, a tough place to uh, tough place to play. But I'm going to go with the fight in Gus Malzahn's, man. I think he's kind of got that thing rolling. I think they score enough points. And if and, and the number is really low there, one and a half. So uh, I'll take uh, I'll take Central Florida minus one and a half. The bounce house. Yeah, that's right. What what the hell is that? I'm like, what what what, what is bouncy house about? It like what they just, just jump hate? up and down or what? What are we doing? You're there? really hoping nobody's tripping over the extension cord because that's okay. going to deflate the yeah. entire thing and bring right. I don't know forty thousand people or fifty thousand people down to the ground. I'm going Central Florida. Brett Yormark. Uh, was down in Orlando this week. I saw a picture oh, of Gus Malzahn okay. uh, rubbing his head for some big pimping energy luck, hoping that that's rubbing off or something. So you got to go with the Golden Knights here, minus one and a half, uh, as they take on the 20th ranked Cincinnati and, Bearcats. And you know what, Callan? I, I, I think uh, I think it's worth mentioning that sometimes sometimes we, we fall out of love with people and, and marriages don't work. And, and that works for an employment situations too, right? What? What do you mean? <laughs> what are you talking? About? I, why Auburn decided to fall? You know, I just got Auburn. into the- <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You just did, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> <laughs> why Auburn fell out of love with Gus Malzahn? And I clearly don't don't know all the details there. The guy yeah. is a really good football coach, and guess what? I know he couldn't beat Alabama as much as you wanted. I'm sure there's more that I don't know, and that's probably the the, the reasons why maybe they they parted ways. But he, he's really good football coach, and he's better than the one that's working for you right now, Auburn. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, and, and, and you know what? Guys like this being in the Big 12 at some point, that elevates the league. The, guy, the guy's a good football coach, man. Yeah. Luke Fickle, same way. This is a really well-coached, uh, two well-coached programs. But, yeah, we'll, we'll go with Central Florida there. I think we're both uh, simpatico there. And I would like to also extend that same message – uh, to Kansas State. See if Ron Prince will pick up some Just do us all a favor. Yes. It could like work again. It could work yeah, again yeah. for the rest uh, of us. <laughs> I loved that version of Kansas State. That, oh, yeah. That's my, been my favorite version. Yes. All right. Uh, let's. Uh, well, let's head to the former stomping ground of Gus Malzahn. The SEC. 19th ranked Kentucky. Number three ranked Tennessee. The Volunteers. Minus 12 uh, in this one, Chris. You like uh, Wildcats, bluegrass style, or the Volunteers? And this this is 12 is the spread here? Minus 12. Yeah, so I, I think Tennessee is getting a lot of playoff talk. I think Hendon Hooker is maybe the Heisman Trophy frontrunner right now. They've been kind of on a roll, schedule set up nicely. That's a big number, man. I'm taking Kentucky, and I'll tell you here's <laughs> why. I'm taking Kentucky plus the points. Because you know who's on Tennessee's schedule next week? And there's just nobody that will convince me that they're not at least peeking ahead to their trip to Georgia next week, yeah. which is a monster game if they win this one. Uh, because it, it's going to set up as a monster national game, playoff implications, all that stuff. But I, I think I think Kentucky either wins this outright or keeps it close enough to cover that number. But I'm taking Kentucky plus 12. Oof. That's the smart pick. And that, that's that's where I'm going as well. I, and I'm for the exact same reason. The exact same reason. How good is Tennessee feeling right now? And what yes. they have last time out. 
I mean, just a total exercise in futility, wasn't it? Like middle southern. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's that old it, state or whatever. I mean, scheduled bye week for those SEC teams. Yeah, play the and you've got Georgia yeah. looming. Yeah, I if I had to pick an outright winner, I'm probably still going Volunteers, but that twelve, that twelve, I'm going Kentucky here to make it a little tighter. All right, and let's wrap it up with the Buckeyes of Ohio State, second ranked, uh, going to Happy Valley against 13th ranked Penn State. The Buckeyes. 15.5 is the number here uh, for Ohio State. Who do you like? And this one's at, uh, at at Penn State, right? Happy Valley, yes, sir. Yes. So Penn State shows up to Ann Arbor and they just get worked. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, they're, 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 Penn State's been a, a bit of a letdown, I think, this year. And Jim Knowles is really, you know, the former Oklahoma State defense coordinator has really got Ohio State playing well. They're, they're coming off of a bye and all those things. I'm, I'm just uncomfortable with how big that number is. You know, it, it's the first time I think these two teams have actually played in the daytime uh, in a good long while. I think you're going back 10 or 15 years there because this game is, I think, is a, either – I think it may be the 11 a.m. Uh, Big Fox game or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, 11, yeah. But, but, but I, I'm going to take the 15 and a half. I don't I – don't, that may be a dumb pick. I don't know. That's just numbers really big to me for the home team. I mean, Penn State, they've been a bit of a letdown. They're not terrible. And I don't know yet if Ohio State is this world beater or not, but that's that's just a big number. So I'll take the 15 and a half there. I mean, really, it's it's like a home dog run here. Um, I, I held off. We both held off on Iowa State uh, being in that scenario there. But uh, I took West Virginia in that situation. And, yeah, I'm with you, man. Penn State, 15 and a half. It seems like a lot of these games have been tight uh, recently between these two teams, even if Penn State is not pulling off. Uh, wins, uh, I would think that they're faring pretty well uh, against the spread. So 15 and a half, that's pretty big. I'm riding with the Nittany Lions as well in this one, and we'll see how the dust settles and be back to tabulate the figures next time around on Locked On Texas Tech. And coming up ahead, we'll wrap up our conversation. Back to Red Raiders and Bears. If the Baylor offensive line, if the Baylor defensive line, those units in general are not living up to expectations like I was told in our Locked On Texas Tech, Locked On Baylor crossover episode, which may be there more so for Texas Tech to take advantage of. I'll get Chris's thoughts on that as we wrap it up and get ready for the Red Raiders and Bears from Jones Stadium Saturday night. Coming up next on Locked On Texas Tech. But first, these are Grainiacs, Grainiacs helping families across the 806 in the high plains of Texas at Flatlands Grain and FlatlandsGrain.com. Harvest is in swing. The growers trying to get it out of the field. Where are you going to put it? You need walls. You need a roof. You need it organized. Flatlands Grain is where you need to be, Chris. 30 quick and convenient minutes. North of Lubbock in Health Center, Texas, America. Yields being made, touchdowns being scored. Nothing hey, hey. better. Than, nothing better than fall in West Texas, man. Check bang, these bang. folks out, man. Yeah, absolutely. Flatlandsgrain.com. You see the number on the screen. Use yep. it. <laughs> and that's an order from Chris Level himself. 806-839-2522. Give Jonathan and the gang a call. Maybe even just a cup of coffee for you. I mean, I don't know what. No job too big or too small, right? And if it's coffee you need, coffee you're probably going to find there at Flatlands Grain. Flatlandsgrain.com for those who are inclined online. Really, no job too big, no job too small. Whether it's one truckload, thousands of bushels, you need market experience, 
you need crop analysis, you just need animals fed. Well, they're going to cover all those bases for you at Flatlands Grains. So see them today in Hale Center, Texas. Again, just 30 quick and convenient miles north of Lubbock. Or give them a call at 806-839-2522. Or visit online at flatlandsgrain.com. is tech on the locked on podcast network where it's your team every day subscribe on youtube thanks to those who have if you haven't do so so you never miss an episode two Mm, mm, that's a couple bonus episodes dropping this week you never know when they're coming at you so you want to be subscribed so you get that notification and you know when there is a new video dropping so be there on youtube to subscribe or anywhere you get podcasts each weekday for a new episode and be on the lookout for more bonus Locked On Texas Tech. We're wrapping this edition up, so we have some final thoughts on Red Raiders and Bears. Chris, in the, the Texas Locked On Texas Tech, Locked On Baylor crossover episode, we, we talked about the fact that you know I, I really felt like from afar, I'd gotten used to knowing Baylor football as, as mean and tough and physical on both sides, kind of black and blue in the trenches, and, and that had yielded a lot of success for that program. Um, it kind of seems like at least some of what I've caught and certainly some of what I've heard from Baylor faithful, uh, that that has not exactly been the case this time around for a variety of reasons. But if you feel like one of those is maybe more vulnerable than we thought, say preseason offensively or defensively, which way would you go as it pertains to Texas tech matching up with either one, which one would you say? maybe more so prone to being taken advantage of by the Red Raiders. Can I just say something, too, um, about the whole <laughs> – the whole? well, I, I'm going to answer your question. At what point I, – I, I find it, uh, I don't know, semi-humorous, but at what point did uh, did they get so arrogant about things in Waco about football and, and all these things? I'm like, I, I know you won a conference championship. Much respect. And – you you you've been you've been really really good at different times in the last decade plus. We can get into some of the the reasons why and and how and and maybe it, but I, I just I find it uh, somewhat humorous that the the expectations are just so high that it's like we got we got some bunch of letdowns and we we're just this is not it's not what we signed up for. I mean. I, I don't know. I mean, do, do, you, do you get these vibes too? Like I, oh, I've I do. Seen, I've seen, and I've seen lots of media and and talk, the folks that talk about them go, yeah. man, it's just not. I mean, it's like, geez, it kinda, man. I was surprised by that, but also I'm thinking, well, I don't really know. I don't know what it's like to be coming off of that Big 12 title and really, you know, anticipating. I don't know the exact same thing. I'm not. I'm not sure. I was surprised by it, but I don't know. Maybe I'd be in the same same kind yeah. of boat if you had that kind of success. And now to this point in the season, you're talking about trying to get bowl eligible. I'm sure that's not the conversation they wanted to be having. Right? I, I, I guess what I'm saying is, is like, you know, hey, I, I get it, man. When you're when you're in, you're in Tuscaloosa and and they they only win a game ten to nine, and, and they're used to winning <laughs> yeah. everything. P- people get real pissed off and frustrated. It's like, oh man, Nick Nick's lost the team, man. It's like I, I don't know what he's doing, <laughs> right. and I'm just like. I mean, what 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 do you, what do you want? I mean, and, and again, I know everybody wants to win every game and all these things, but it's just like I don't know. It's like the name. I'm just one. I'm not buying it. Like I'm not buying all the the negativity. I think they I'm are. Either. I think they are pretty good. And 
Uh, I think they're really good up front. And that's why they got a lot of credit and, and a lot of recognition before the season, because I think that the best way to describe it is Baylor maybe had the best collection of big people in the league on both sides in the, in the trenches, if you will. Yeah. And it was just, there, there was questions elsewhere. Okay. Who's, who's going to be the stud wide out? What are we doing with the, this freshman running back? You know, who, who are we leaning on? Is Blake Shapin really going to be the guy? There's a lot of guys in their secondary that they're having to replace that were NFL guys and all those things. And so, but the trenches were, were the, the least of their problems. And I just think it just shows you it's a team game and, and, and you need, you need playmakers. You need some guys to do their part and to help you tackle on the back end and, and score and, and do some different things uh, yeah. uh, at the skill players on offense. As far as answering your question though, Calvin, I, 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 to me, I think you negate, you know, their strength up front on defense a little bit with your tempo, as long as you can get first downs and kind of get in a rhythm of sorts. But to me, really, to answer your question, the matchup that I, I'm most fascinated with, and I think largely decides this game, is what your front seven on defense does against the, this offensive line. Because if Richard Reese is allowed to have a day like Deuce Vaughn did and go run for buck 70. And I think B. John Robinson got, got, you know, he got loose for one and he was over a hundred yards, but, but if they kind of have that kind of day, I just, I, I worry about, you know, your chances. However, if, if you, if you handle that group up front or, or play it straight up or, you know, kind of, you know, land some of your punches on your own. And I, and I, I think that you've got a great chance to do that because I love your group up front. There's really not a weakness there. And I, I think, though, that if, if you can kind of semi-tie that matchup or, or slightly win it, I, yeah. I, I you win this game. There's no doubt. But if Richard Reese is allowed to have uh, – because they, they put these wideouts on, on the damn near sideline, okay? And so they try to get everybody outside of the box, and it's basically show and tell. It's like, okay, you you got to cover this guy over here, but we want to know how many people you're, you, you're going to commit to the run game and, and now we're just kind of playing the game in the middle of the field and we're, we're taking some guys out of it. And, and I, so it's, you, you know, it's your, your six or seven versus their six or seven. And it's, uh, it's not a big secret as to what they're going to do. You just got to be able to tackle and, and win some of those matchups up front. But I like your chances there. Man, if you're able to do that, I really like your chances of also wreaking some havoc on the back end, maybe with some more takeaways, because I, I, I feel like the, the quickest way to keep Baylor out of giving the football up, Chris, would be to allow them to establish a ground game uh, with Reese to where you're really having to – to um, or really allowing them to lean on that. But forcing more so, um, I think, on the quarterback and, and going back to what they were doing most recently, giving the football up a few times, and most recently what Texas Tech was doing, which is uh, obviously the, the biggest day that you've had so far as far as the turnover margin, four for the Red Raiders and not giving it up. Uh, any offensively for Texas Tech. But yeah, I I like what you're saying there because I hope that's actually the case. But I also think regardless of maybe what people might predict, that is where the game uh, could most likely turn uh, as you get there up front offensively. For Baylor looking to restore something as far as the ground game and Texas Tech defensively that has, I mean, you remember like week, what, two or three, uh, we're doing an episode asking, is the run defense to be believed in? Are we just getting ready to be hurt again? Well, I think it's mostly lived up uh, to what I thought was going to be some some pretty solid footing. I know statistically it was uh, a really rough day in Manhattan, Kansas, but but otherwise, I, I think you have certainly held your own in that department. And if you can do that against Baylor, 
Uh, I like your chances of being very successful, but uh, otherwise, it uh, could be a really long day and maybe a bounce back for the Bears. Yeah, I, I, but this is where I really like your the energy and your home crowd and and, and some of those yep. things because yeah, I, I, I'm not. I don't think Baylor wants to have to have Blake shape and try to beat you. And so I think if you're if you're tech and, and really anybody that's playing Baylor, you want to put the game in his hands. And if you can really limit their run game and say, hey, man, you're going to have to beat us throwing it repeatedly and making accurate throws and, and, and reading the defense and all these things. I think he's shown that he can make a mistake or two. I think he had a couple of. Uh, interceptions last week versus Kansas and and he had a I think he was he fumbled the ball as well too uh so anyway I that that's 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 the kind of the game within the game right there but that that matchup right there your front seven against their really good offensive line because they've got two all-conference you know preseason offensive linemen and they are they're good I'm just not buying that they're bad that they've been underwhelming and this that but <laughs> I just think I don't know why, why everybody got spoiled so quick uh it's hard the league is good. It's it's hard, and and there's no there's no gimmies here. But I think if you can do well in that matchup, man, I really like your chances on Saturday night. Man, you're you're talking about the league there uh, being good and being competitive, and it's just another one as we're going back to locked on Texas Tech against the spread, where uh, Texas Tech is a two and a half number. You got a one and a half, a one, and a seven and a half between those who are in action here in the Big Twelve Conference this weekend. So should be another wild and Willie one to uh, recap on the other side, and we'll be doing it throughout the week, of course, after whatever is going down this Saturday, right back here on Locked on Texas Tech. And join us coming up on Sunday as well for the morning after report as we will break down what happens Saturday night at Jones Stadium between the Red Raiders and the Bears. And as you're getting ready for kickoff tomorrow night, you got all day to get lathered up, which means if you've been lathered up all week and missing out on some episodes well, maybe sober up and take in Locked On Texas Tech. Catch up just until about uh, not a little after lunch, because then you really need to be plunging back into what you're doing, and that's creating a frothing at the mouth kind of environment uh, there at Jones Stadium. Just keep the froth to a minimum whenever Chris Level is in the vicinity, right? Especially if you're on that front row or something like that. So uh, oh, watch I don't out mind for it. Big Handsome. I'm all about the froth, man. Bring it on. <laughs> I think we're gonna get a little froth. Uh, yeah. coming up Saturday oh, I'm, night. I'm man. here for it, man. I'm We're here on for edge. I, 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 I just feel the buzz all around town. And some of it's Patrick Mahomes related. Some of it is night game related. Some of it is, hey, we're excited about the opportunity uh, left here in this season related, as you alluded to at the beginning of the show. So uh, we'll see if Joey McGuire and company are able to uh, make good on that and maybe get over some hump in a way and give themselves some house money to play with as you roll in to Fort Worth. Uh, Chris, enjoyed it all week long, my man. We got a good one to look forward to coming up this weekend. So enjoy it on the sideline, and uh, we'll visit with you again soon. Thanks for the time. Absolutely, I'm here. I'm here for the fun. I'm here for more fun. I want to keep having fun, keep hope alive, people. Enjoy it, uh, and we'll talk to you after it's all over, man, and break it all down. There you go. We'll see you next for the morning after report on the other side of this one, Texas Tech and Baylor coming up Saturday night from Jones Stadium after Locked On Texas Tech today. Make Locked On Sports today your next listen right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. For the only Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Thanks for joining us once again on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts on Locked On Texas Tech.